guys, this is Frisky Doll, the barbecue wizard, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Bye-bye. Start the game. Let's go. We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolity show. If you are ready to take part in the show this evening through various channels of connect, emails, or phone calls, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Second Tuesday of the month as we are rolling through July just as quick as all the other months here in 2021. Brings a visit from the creator of AmazingRibs.com. Meathead joins us once again. He'll be here for the balance of the first hour, by the way, as he usually is. And tonight's topic is perhaps something you've never even thought about that we would chat or a subject that we would discuss here on the show. Can I interest you in a little octopus? No? How about a little squid? Yes. Oh, yes. Venturing outside of the live fire box that many of us want to live in and happily live in that box, tightly packed in that box with chickens and ribs and pork butts and briskets. There's plenty of other things that you can get on that live fire cooker, no matter what it is. And Meathead and I will be talking about two of the most delicious items to grace your palate only one of which I've ever tasted in my life, and it's not octopus. I've tasted squid. We'll talk about that next segment. But octopus and squid, plus your questions as they roll in. Plus, as time allows, we will recap Meathead's version of the Afterburner Method. You would recall last month, that or last week, Sam the Cooking Guy did a version of the Afterburner Method on his YouTube show a couple weeks ago. So... I want to talk to Meathead about that and have him go over what his method is, do a little compare, contrast, go from there, and that'll be the first hour. Then in the second hour, as we are talking about big barbecue and grilling websites, first-timer to the show, 
somebody that I was not familiar with until Derek Rich's article came out a month or so ago. We will welcome in first-timer Joe Clements of Smoked Barbecue Source to the show. And we'll be doing a deep dive on Joe and how he got started and where he is in this amazing world of ours and all the fun stuff you want to know about a startup and where they are today, how they got there, all that fun stuff. And then for the balance of the second hour, depending on where we're at time-wise, we may or may not make a refire of reading yet another passage in the authoritative reference on eating horse meat if you are a human. That, of course, being Horse Meat for Human Consumption, written by our pal Leon Kenny, a former newspaperman, as we've come to know and love here over the last many months as I've done this. So Horse Meat for Human Consumption may or may not make a appearance. If we get there this evening, I'll be talking to, uh, talking to you about the likes of rib steak and cube steak as it relates to our friend the equine. I have some things to give away as well, so if you're in the mood to try and play a game, because as I sometimes always like to say, hey, you want to play a game? Let's go. I'm ready with a game. Always ready with a game. So that's what you have this evening. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you are interested in joining, don't forget you can follow me socially at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat using the at symbol BBQ Central Show for live video feed. You can also go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show, or you can go to YouTube slash RD Rempy to find me as well on video. So share as you will or catch it in podcast. Don't forget, as I mentioned podcasts, you can now get ad-free podcast feeds for the show if you're so inclined in two different places. You can become a patron over at my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Show. or if you use Apple Podcast, you can subscribe directly for an ad-free version right within that app. Very convenient. And just as an FYI on this uh, Apple side of things, Apple should have a much easier way to join the normal file and the ad-free file together and then allow me to schedule everything Tuesday night after the show, well in advance for the rest of the week. But they don't. So I have to do some uploading on Wednesday and again on Thursday and again on Friday for the best of show just to get the edited files in the right place. A long way to go to tell you this. If you subscribe to the ad-free portion in Apple, it might not always be updated with the edited ad-free file if you listen really early in the morning. But hopefully, Apple will figure this out as they muddle through the beginnings of this whole subscription thing that they're doing. Patreon has it figured the F out easily. I can go there tonight after the show's done. I can schedule tomorrow and Thursday. It's done in 10 minutes. Easy. Always difficult with that. However, if you're doing it through there, A, thank you. B, just be patient. Or maybe don't start listening until noon. That way you can make sure that everything's updated and you'll get ad-free because that's what you're paying for. Before we go any further, we want to wish a special 16th birthday to my youngest daughter, Marley. And they are growing by leaps and bounds. Why, here she is right here. 
There's Marley. 16 today. Look at, say hello to everybody. Willis. Hi, everybody. Are you going to be ready to judge here in a couple weeks? Yep. And what are we looking forward to in the finals? Lots of singing. <laughs> Beat it, kid. I knew as soon as I asked the second question, it was like, uh-oh. He's going to make me talk. I got to get out of here. Nevertheless, we wish her a very happy peace birthday and, and peace, peace and, love. and love. And today she is king of the castle. King in the castle. King in the, king castle. In the castle. Listener feedback before we race over to Meathead for the next few segments. Connie in Florida writing in. Greg, I am a bit behind on the podcast, but I just listened to the semifinal results for the American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition. And I am shocked that John made it through. He is really not a good singer. Honestly, none of you are all really that good at all, but he is especially bad. How did he get into the finals? I fear for your chances for winning the title. Uh-oh. Dear. Connie, are you saying that there are shenanigans afoot? That tomfoolery and hoodwinkedness has found its way into the voting? Let me assure you, while we have judges by the boatloads as the live show was happening while we're singing, they have no influence on how America votes. That's why I say, even though the judges seem to be cutthroat, and that's being nice to most of us, they're not, you know voting for who's going in it's america voting and you never know what's going to happen when you put the vote to america they will tell you what they're thinking and it's john and me singing it here in the next couple weeks for the final so stay tuned for that gary in new jersey writes in greg malcolm reed has a farm yes of course he does i love his segments thank you for having him on each month i learn a lot from him both on your show and on his videos, Gary, thank you for writing in. Eric writes in, Greg, just watching the YouTube this morning. Great interview with Joe Davidson last night. Regards, Eric. Thank you, Eric. I agree. Tony in New York. Greg, catching up on a show from Tuesday. And while Malcolm's visit was great as usual, the interview with Joe Davidson rounding out the second hour was incredible. He has my vote for interview of 2021 right now. Meet Mitch, meet Mitch or as I called him, Meech. Was great as well in the second hour. I plan on getting his book soon. All right. It's a lot of good positive reaction to the first hour and the second hour of last week's show. John taking one to the Gouliones. Right out of the gate as we lead into the American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition's finals. And the fourth Tuesday of July. You'll want to stay tuned for that. Meathead is in the green room. Before we get to Meathead, I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two different versions or lines to choose from. You have the original flagship, which I have two of those still. The choice line is what they're called. Here's what it doesn't have. A lot of the stuff that people get all wishy-washy about. App controllability, internal meat probes. Headlights in the cooking chamber. Windows of varying degrees. If you don't want any of that, fine. Choice line is right for you. They have a big one called the Jim Bowie. They have a middle one called the Daniel Boone. You pick which one fits your family the best or fits your cooking style the best. And go from that. Now, maybe you're like most other consumers out there today when you're in pellet market. 
You want everything done for you. You want to be brainless. You want to be lazy. You want to be American, baby. Might I interest you in the prime line? A little bit more of a robust build on the chassis. There are headlamps in the cooking chamber. There are windows on the cooking chamber and on the pellet hopper. There are not one, but two internal meat probes, Wi-Fi capable, app connectivity. You can make adjustments from the cooker right from the comfort of your spa or sauna or man cave or shed out back, whatever. You can be in the grocery store, make adjustments, check on temperatures, all that stuff. Same size units, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone. Either line accommodates the pizza oven insert as well. That's something that you have to pick up and get down with the high heat pizza if you're not in with that. It's very popular right now. It's not going away. Nothing better than a pizza party on a Friday after you get home from work. Very fun. Go to GreenMountainGrills.com. Won't you find a dealer near you? Go to the dealer, get educated, pick out the right one for you, and away you go. Success right out of the gate. Also, you can visit GreenMountainGrills.com to buy rubs and sauces and other accoutrements to to complete the Green Mountain Grill experience. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We are back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices, sellers of ceramic grills with built-in power draft fans, accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier, Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call them 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. The second Tuesday of the month, got lost in my weeks there. Second Tuesday of the month brings a visit from none other than the creator of the AmazingRibs.com website, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. Hello, Greg. Hello, Centralites, and uh, happy birthday to Marley. Happy birthday to Marley. Happy birthday to me Saturday this past, by the way. Can you believe it? I really? also turned 16. You're ageless. I know, and I'm a uh, I'm an ageless, handsome man. Uh, I take after you, Meathead, of course, and uh, two, ha- <laughs> two more handsome men have never graced the internet at all. <laughs> of course, you know what I'm saying, uh, Meathead. Thank you very much. 16 years so old, this kid is. Can you believe it? For you. Yeah, go ahead. Why, if we're broadcasting from Cleveland, yes. do we have a Manhattan skyline? Can't you get a picture of the Cleveland skyline? Meathead, your question is fortuitous. Here's the, here's the issue I have been struggling low these many months. Well, it's actually been, it'll be one year tomorrow that I've moved into this house mm-hmm. from the uh, old studio. And I've had the New York City background up pretty much ever since then. And yeah, it's not a bad background. No, but you it's fine. Always say you're, now, look, you're originally, from originally, I'm from New York, uh, upstate Saratoga Springs. 
not New York City. Oh, okay. So there is a connection there, but it's very limited. The bottom line is if you go on Amazon and you search Cleveland backgrounds or Cleveland cityscapes or whatever for photography, like I'm using for this, there is zero to use. It's horrible at best. Horrible at best. Don't make me go look on the Google right now. So what I've Google done. Google must have something. Meathead, please. Chamber of Commerce. Please. So what I have done, I contracted a local Cleveland photographer by the name of ah, Mark Sexton. And Friday, I will be taking delivery of a brand new Cleveland background that he shot. I Excellent. approved of it. And after $15,000 of paying him, we are off and running. I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the wooden shacks and the barns and the uh, hovels of Cleveland yeah. in the background. <laughs> you better do that. Those are the most endearing parts of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, where you can buy a house for the price of a VCR, as they say in a song. Hey, I um, I know we got a lot of cooking to talk about today, but th- there is some news. You have heard that Weber has announced wow. they're going Look, public. Just stop right here. You're blowing my wad in the second hour, of course. Oh, but you're okay. So you're going to talk about on the that pulse. later. My finger is on the pulse. Right. Well. And have you talked about Traeger and Meter? Meathead, please. What are you doing? You are just throwing it all out of the bag. Come on. I'm sorry. I mean, this is big news. You I know. know. Either it's big news, I'm going to be talking about it at the top of the second hour where I have an open segment, uh, nor did I want to uh, take away any of our time because it's always fleeting. So we, we're going to be, but you're right. There's been a lot of big live fire business news that has taken place yeah, over that, the I last mean, that's seven, big eight news. days. It's big news. No that's doubt about it. That's big news. I mean, right now, Traeger and Weber are, you know. Are they in the competition for something that I'm unaware of besides dominating the live fire market? Well, that's it. I think they're both, um, you know, in a, in a horse race to uh, dominate the uh, Ace Hardwares and Home Depots and, uh, uh, I think it's uh, going to be very interesting watching how that happens. Traeger's looking for a $3 billion with a B, billion-dollar valuation. Are they a little aggressive on that, do you think? I don't know. I have no way to – well, I mean, you you can always look at X times earnings and stuff like that. You know who you should talk to is Doug Scheiding. Doug is a business broker, and he knows how to do valuations. And uh, I bet Doug would have some really good insight on uh, – uh, whether those valuations are realistic or not. I don't know if he's but, eager I mean, to talk to me about that. I mean, he does contract for Traeger, so I don't know if he, from a comfortability standpoint, would care to share his true. thoughts on if it's uh, aggressive or not. But uh, also, I did see that in Weber's release of going IPO that uh, they're also somewhere in the neighborhood of $300 million in debt as well. I mean, that's... Uh, not like overly concerning, but that's a number that sticks out to me as being pretty big. Well, clearly they're paying Kevin too much then. Kevin who? <laughs> <laughs> Is he even around anymore? Does he work for Weber? I don't know. I think I think he's on a leave of absence. I don't know the whole story, what and I haven't mean? pressed him on it. Dear. But uh, well, I guess I need to reach out to Kevin and see if he's the former grill master of Kingsford. I have no idea. Mm. Are you sure you don't? No, I don't. I don't. I, you know, I kind of keep my nose to the grindstone and run my try to run my own business and uh, try to make good recipes and trying to get a damn book out and yeah, um, and then trying to tease you about Cleveland and uh, you know I don't, but I do read the news. Where are we on the rubs and sauces? 
I'm expecting delivery on the rubs in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, the, the, the packaging is complete. Um, I'm very happy with the product. Uh, it's supposed to go into production in the next week or two. Everything. I mean, we started this in November and we're told uh, that it would be on the market in May and, uh, you know, supply chain, other things. Um, what's kind of interesting is the sauce. We're, we're, we're starting with three rubs and one sauce. If they work, then we'll roll out some additional stuff. But the one sauce, it's a Kansas City style red sauce with a fun secret ingredient. Um, uh, what is that? We, uh, we ended up selecting head country to make it for us. You did? And yes. Old World Spices park- just bought head country. It, exactly. Yeah, I can famous Dave you, uh, Meathead, as well as you were trying to famous Dave me in the beginning of the show for crying out loud. So I'll famous yeah, Dave you right yeah. back. How about that? They, they, um, they. Uh, well, I'm. You know, once once Old World heard we were going with Head Country, they had to buy them. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but it's you know we're so we've got it all under one roof now, and uh, um, hopefully the sauce will be out in August and. You know, I wanted to have product on the market for the summer marketing season, but uh, uh, you know, we'll 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 be able to have all you know good products on the market for uh, next spring, oh. and we'll I mean we'll be on the market in August. So hallelujah, finally they're coming. They're good products. So I'm very proud of them. Um, I spoke with a website that sells rubs and sauces today, and I sent them some samples, and they raved over them. They mm. said they were just really fantastic. And they're they're different than the standard competition rubs and sauces. They're designed to make. I mean, for example, the, the poultry one is mostly herbs. It's green. It's based on our Simon and Garfunkel recipe: parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And uh, um, you know, in competition, they use pretty much the same kind of rub as they do on pork. Um, uh, you know, heavy on the paprika and garlic and stuff. But that's not my style. Let me ask you about the sauce because that was really a bone of contention here over the last many months. Uh, Old World didn't really tell you that they were going to sub it out. Uh, You found out about that, and then you've taken it back under control, and then, as you had just mentioned, uh, got together with (laughs) Head Country to do it. Now, I can certainly see Head Country being a partner there. They make uh, the fifth most popular sauce ever. I mean, it's, it's very popular in... Oklahoma, of course, but uh, in all sorts of different places across the country as well, in many different flavors. So, when you appro- did you approach them, or did they find that you yeah. were having issue? Okay, so you approach them. What's the conversation like there? Are you saying that we're we're trying to make the sauce, and how how does it unfold? Um, well, we were we had a recipe for the sauce, and um, I went to them, and actually, I used our mutual friend. Once again, I mentioned his name, Doug Shiding. Uh, Doug is friendly with them, and he provided me intro to uh, one of the executives over there. And we began a conversation, and they said yes. Um, I, I showed them the recipe. We can make this, and uh, they sent us um, maybe a half a dish, half a dozen variations on the theme. Uh, we narrowed it down to uh, two or three, and asked for modifications. They made those, sent us back four samples, and we narrowed it down to one with a minor tweak or two, and that's the one we're going with. Mm. It's very nice. I'm very pleased with it. Um, they've been very easy to work with. The, the label stuff is really um, a, a bit of a pain. You know, the whole business of 
um, nutrition labeling, ingredient labeling, universal product codes. That, 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 that's, you know, something I really didn't know anything about and getting that done and executed properly has always been a little bit of an aggravation, but uh, I think we've got it under control. Are you at all concerned that they're now underneath the old world spices or is this just a perfect marriage because now you have a sauce expert? I think it's going to work for our benefit to have it all in one hand and, you know, and one distribution will be easier instead of two different sources. So it should, it should work towards our benefit. It was a a fortuitous uh, confluence of events. Hmm. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining me here on the show. Uh, do you have any idea when that will be released? Well, I'm, I'm told that the rubs will be done in the next week. And, um, you know, done means I guess they come off the assembly line. I don't know what comes next. You know, when they got to box them, how long that's going to take. Shipping. I've got retailers who want to order it. We're, we're, we're working on a marketing plan. Can we coordinate with them? It's all just kind of very sketchy out there. Um, uh, they've been kind of busy. They're having supply chain problems just like everybody else. And uh, uh, the sauce should be coming along in August sometime. So, uh, you know, I'm, I've decided back in May when I realized we weren't going to get on the market in May or June that I'm just going to roll with the punches and we're going to get it out and, um, you know, try to get it into circulation. Is there going to be a mustard sauce effort? I know that was on the table at one point. I'd like to. Originally, we wanted both a red and a mustard, and we shelved the mustard just so we can get something going. So we, I'd like to come back with a mustard, because I love mustard sauces, mm-hmm. particularly on pulled pork. And I use my bar- mustard barbecue sauce on hot dogs and, oh, yeah. and sausages, and you know, I just I use it on everything. There was a mustard sauce that I used to buy literally by the case and they had a hot version and a a normal version the brand was reverend marvin's it was out of south carolina still out there no and it's it's a horrific chain of events because i had run out of a bottle it was out of sight out of mind and then something that we ate one night my wife was like oh you know what would be really good on this reverend marvin so i dialed up the guy who I had a personal uh, connection with. His dad is the one that made the sauce originally. And I said, hey, Woody, is your dad still making the sauce or is the company still around? And he said that they had uh, tied up all the loose ends and stopped making it about six months before I had reached out to him. And I said, well, can I have the recipe? And he said, well, let me talk to my dad, blah, blah, blah. And And the dad said no. And he said, well, but maybe I can make you some at home and ship. I said, I'll take whatever I can get. Well, a year later, like literally two days ago, and now a year passed, I reached back out to him. The dad has now passed away, and the dad made the son promise to not give out the recipe. Can you believe this guy has gold in his hands, and now he can't, he's, I mean, I would be completely conflicted, and by conflicted, I mean I would give it one second thought. I would go right to market with it because I know this thing is going to be a winner. Sorry, dad. But uh, he's guy's living by his dad's wish, and what? And I'm screwed. This is terrible. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to your listeners out there, don't don't feel too sad, because I talk, took your advice and bought those frozen hamburger patties, and they were effing awful. <laughs> what? Yeah. Peter, what the hell's the name? Dare of you? Bubba Burgers. What, what, what was the name of those? Fro- huh? Bubba Burgers. Bubba Burgers. Bubba Burgers. Well. 
ah, you know, and I bought a pa- I bought a box of them. I was yes. took me um, two months to work my way through them. I uh, tried everything under the sun. All I can tell you uh, right now is that's user error. Those things are delicious. And I, uh, if you ever came I, to Cleveland, I would make you a double cheese Bubba burger and it would blow Chicago your mind. And I'll make you a Fine. real burger. Fine, I'll I'll come back to Chicago and bring a box of Bubba burgers with me. And I'll blow your mind. You'll wonder how throw you down. couldn't have done it. It'll be a burger throwdown. Throwdown. All right. Now, let's stop all this nonsense and get to the task at hand. <laughs> all over right now, we've you've often said, Meathead, that if it wasn't for Meathead, you'd be Fishhead. Yeah. So tonight mm-hmm. we're going to talk on a few different items in the f- seafood realm. Uh, one is octopus. Cephalopod. There's also a squid. In the form of mm-hmm. calamari, we'll be talking about that. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and strap on our diver's mask here just for a moment. And by the way, it is Shark Week, so we're tying in nicely to right, everything right. No, fish a, and whatnot. Um, so let's stay in the water and play around here uh, just for a little bit. So for a high, from a high level, let's talk about octopus first because there's only one thing that comes to my mind. And in your experience, is this something that one can easily find locally or is there going to be some hunting involved? Some hunting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, if you live in Hawaii, you can go out and snatch them. Um, but, uh, uh, there are, if you have a specialty fish market, um, there's a couple of them uh, around where I live. Um, they will order them. They will stock them. They're usually frozen and that's not bad. The problem with cephalopods, which, um, uh, squid and octopus, um, uh, are technically um, is that they can be very tough and freezing uh, octopus actually helps tenderize it. Hmm. So um, you can buy it frozen or fresh, but frozen is preferred. Um, I've been ordering mine from um, a supplier in New York city. Hmm. Um, And uh, they're coming in around three pounds each. And uh, that's, they, they shrink about 50%. So you lose a lot of weight in the cooking process. And uh, there, there's a couple of ways to handle the, the, you cook them a little differently. First of all, because of the size. Um, uh, why don't we start with calamari? Because everybody loves calamari. I want to tell you, um, if you like fried calamari, you know, which is usually breaded and fried, often it's dipped in egg or something like that, uh, or milk, and then it's breaded either with flour or with breadcrumbs or both, and then it's fried. You've got to get the timing precise. It, it, you, everybody's run into it. it. Overcooked calamari turns into rubber bands. Yeah, but they're really good on the grill. Um, basically, all you need to do you can buy them all cut up and everything, or you can get them whole and cut them up yourself. Cleaning them uh, is a little bit of a, a chore, but I explain how to do it on AmazingRibs.com, and in, it's in my book. I got good pictures in my book on how to do this, and then you. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's, if you're not watching, somebody just flashed cephalopodcast. That's it. That's right. This is the cephalopodcast. <laughs> I love it. That's the best pun of the day of the year. So in any case, um, they grill up really nice. You want to use a grill topper, something, you know, that will hold them and keep them from jumping through the cracks and committing suicide or grill grates. Um, uh, something to keep them from uh, uh, falling through. 
and they cook pretty quickly. And the secret here is, is a good sauce. And I've got two mm. really nice sauce recipes. One is a Greek lemon sauce, and it's pretty much a blend of lemon and olive oil and oregano. And boy, it really is nice. And the, uh, another one is um, a, a little flour and balsamic and olive oil. And, and boy, they just are fantastic. And I'll tell you, uh, you throw some onions on there with them, and they're just, I much prefer them grilled than to fried. So um, uh, check that out. Uh, if you've got my book, it's in the book. I think it's on amazingribs.com. Um, but experiment with grilling calamari. Now, octopus. And I have recently learned that the word octopus is Greek. So it, the plural is not octopi, which mm. would be Roman or Latin, rather. Um, they're octopodi, octopodi or octopuses in English, uh, or if you're James Bond, octopussy. Um, and um, they, sorry, um, they're, they're similar, very similar um, uh, structure and taste. They're, they're, they're mostly connective tissue and protein. Um, it, it, um, uh, there's no bones. Um, and uh, also, you just can't overcook them. For octopus, the typical process is, is you simmer them for a couple hours. And I mean simmer. You don't let them come to a boil. you got to keep the temperature down around 190. It barely is bubbling um, in some salted water. I've played with it in chicken stock with some seasonings and stuff. And that inc it absorbs some of that flavor, which is a good technique. And then you grill them hot and fast. And you get them a little crunchy on the outside. You oil them first. Then you grill them. Um, and you can make a sauce for them too, or a dipping sauce, or they're great on a salad or on pasta. But the technique that I've used lately that really takes them to a next level is sous vide cube. Because they can be so tough, you throw them in the sous vide bag at about 160, 170 for a couple of hours, and they come out really tender. Then you grill them. And that is that is the best way. Problem with the sous vide is, the skin comes off. A lot of the skin comes off in the sous vide technique, but it's not a great loss. It's not a huge amount of flavor in the skin. And they're just a lot of fun. I really like them. When you take them out of the bag after sous vide, like if you're going to do a steak, take them out, pat them dry. Uh, yes. Maybe you'll re-season before you hit the grill to do the flash, just yep. to do the caramelization. Same thing with the octopus. Then. Yep. 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 That's the technique. Out of the bag, um, season them, oil them up so that they don't stick. Although they don't, and, and by the way, these guys are not fishy at all. They never, unless unless they've been mistreated, they never smell fishy. There's hardly at all any kind of an ocean or sm seafood smell, um, and and they're just a lot of fun. Is it just taking on the flavor of whatever seasoning you're putting on it then? Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I like to play with sauces or dips. You know, you can you can make a. Uh, um, a yogurt type dip, or you can make uh, the last batch I did. I made up a mixture of olive oil, um, uh, chipotle and adobo, a little splash of sesame oil, um, a couple other things, and I just soaked them in that for a few minutes before I threw them on the grill, and that really perked them up too. That was nice. They they take on flavor as well. They're fun. Seafood is just a lot of fun. Um, uh, a lot of people are intimidated by it. One of the major problems with fish, for example, is it sticks to the grill. It's really hard to keep it from sticking to the grill. These cephalopods don't. They're not too bad. 
Um, but, um, uh, you know, we've talked about this, I think. But one of the best techniques to keep your fillet of fish from sticking to the grill is um, a good coat of mayonnaise. Uh, mayonnaise is mostly oil. And it does a really nice job of keeping it from sticking to the grill. Um, the other technique that I like to do is um, cooking it on a griddle. Um, and, uh, boy, that really um, it works out nicely. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining us here on the show as we're talking about squids and octopuses and uh, other various, uh, what did you call them, cephalopods? And cephalopods? Uh, right. Cephalopods? right. Cephalopods? Uh, so we'll uh, wrap up with that here when we come back. And then we will talk about some other items, not the least of which is a refresh on the afterburner method of cooking steaks. So stand by, Meathead, just for one moment as I do a little piece of business. I'll talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers. Designs and builds all of their products right here in the States. Building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke-style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet cookers to wood-fueled offset pits and charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon, uh, blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and their team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that is rooted in the handmade products that defines the integrity of the core values, American-made quality, and endless flavor, the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Go over and take a look. Yodersmokers.com and grab yours today. That's Yodersmokers.com. When I was out visiting Hoot and Holler barbecue trailer out there on the west side of Cleveland, which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it last week on the show or if I won after Tuesday. This place called uh, Hoot and Holler, absolutely the be some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. They have a Yoder smoker on the back of their trailer. They also have a huge offset that they're using as well, but there is a Yoder there. So go to Yodersmokers.com. Roy from Hoot and Holler knows all about it, so you should take a look as well. We're back with more Meathead. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by CookingPellets.com. If you want to fire one of those Yoders or Green Mountain Grills, Traegers, you name it, go to CookingPellets.com and get all your pellets. The number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com. Pellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Chris Becker and the gang over there supporting the show. We thank them for that. And we're back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Meathead, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to play tennis. Oh, well, looks like you've got <laughs> quite a sturdy racket there, fella. So yeah, well, <laughs> that, that, that's what I do for a living. I've got a racket. I make, <laughs> well, I make my living at barbecue and grilling. What I have in my hand, if you guys are not watching and just listening to the podcast, looks like a small tennis racket. 
but it's a it's a stainless steel grill grate, or maybe it's not. It's probably nickel plated. It's a it's a it's a round grill grate, maybe eight inches in diameter, with a handle like a tennis racket. Um, and um, you, you know, we you were talking about the the afterburner method. Uh, now uh, I watched Sam's uh, technique, and he did it great. Uh, I, I, he made one mistake, and that is he forgot to give me credit for inventing this technique and naming it <laughs> the afterburner. How dare but, he! Um, yeah, but um, uh, since I've I've been promoting it and talking about it, just for people who don't know the the, the story here, um, you know, a great steak has two parts. It has a wonderful dark mahogany sear. And then it has a even rosy color from edge to edge interior. Um, and that poses a problem. How do you get that beautiful dark sear on the outside without overcooking the interior? Um, and um, how do you keep the interior even colored? 130 to 135 is your, or 125 to 130 is your medium rare temp in that range, perfect tenderness and juiciness. How do you get it even? A lot of people, if they throw a, a steak on a hot grill, you're going to get what I call the rainbow effect. You're going to get a dark exterior, but then you're going to get a layer of tan and then a layer of pink and then maybe a small band of perfectly medium rare in the center. And the technique of the um, afterburner is is to cook a, a steak. And now <gasps> Sam did it. There he is with a thick steak. And I normally keep it to one inch or less, but he did it with some thick steaks, which is tricky. There he goes. And um, uh, you can get this incredible dark sear on top of a charcoal chimney. And, and, and if you're listening, not watching, Greg is showing excerpt from his video. He's got two charcoal chimneys. and um, Now, his were filled completely up to the top with briquettes. Um, is that yes. something that you agree with? I normally use a, a little fewer. Um, the more briquettes, the more energy, the more energy, the more um, heat, the faster they cook. Um, so especially for a thicker steak, I would normally use a few um, less charcoal. But I can't argue with his results. I mean, unless he did some shenanigans, they look absolutely gorgeous. And uh, and you can see they're, they're belching this, you know, 12-inch flame. Oh, yeah. That's why I call it the afterburner. They look like the back end of an F-16. The temperature coming out of there is well over a thousand degrees, and that's what <laughs> your very top tip steakhouses um, cook at. And um, uh, you, you get this incredible um, all over dark brown um, sear, no grill marks. Uh, you get the maximum Maillard reaction that you can get. Um, grill marks, you get just these stripes of Maillard reaction or branding, but this is a technique that gives you complete coverage. And it, 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 if you haven't seen it, um, you, Greg, you need to send them, uh, share the link so people can go watch and do it. I've got video of it too. Go to myamazingribs.com and look at um, my what I call extreme steak page, and I show you a video of how I do it. But it's it's it it's it, it, it's really fast. You got to keep flipping. If you leave them um, uh, on top of that grate for too long, they will burn in a hurry. In a hurry. So this gizmo that I'm holding up looks like a tennis racket. Is somebody 
like the technique so much, they invented this. It, it's designed to sit on top of a charcoal chimney. But there have been others. Here's another one that somebody came out with, and it's got little pins that kind of fit uh. into the chimney and hold it steady. It's not quite as wide. And then here's another one that somebody came out with, which has got a really thick um, stainless steel grate, mm. um, which really brands it nicely. Is that from? So uh, several- is, is that one from Unknown Barbecue? That one that yes. you just showed? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the the thick one at the end is uh, from Unknown Barbecue. They also make a really nice um, hinge for your Weber kettles and Weber Smoky Mountains. Yeah. By the way, um, so it's a, it's a concept that is catching on. Um, it's really excellent and ideal if you do sous vide cue for steaks if you do a steak in a sous vide bag it comes out perfectly cooked on the interior but the exterior is but ugly and now you can throw it on top of a charcoal chimney and in just minutes you've got this incredible sear um and 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 let's dispel the myth right off the top here by now your listeners should know that um searing does not seal in juices where do you think that came from I know where it came from, oh, in great. fact. Uh, oh. there, there's history for it. I think I've documented, I have an article on this subject, but it was uh, sometime in the 1800s, some scientist um, uh, uh, hypothesized that it seals in the juices. But if you've ever sear, sheared a steak, you know that juices will, pot, will pool on the seared side. Uh, juices will exude, they will drip out, they will evaporate. Um, what you want the sear for is flavor. That's what it, you want it for. Um, so um, it, it's really, and it's a fun technique, and it's showy. I went to a sous vide conference a few years ago where I was a guest speaker, and for dinner um, for 500 people, um, I had 500 Allen Brothers USDA Prime ribeyes, about an inch thick that had all been sous vide at 130 degrees, and I had three charcoal chimneys, and I was just cr- cranking them out. And, you know, like two or three minutes per side, and people were just going nuts over them. They were fantastic. First of all, Allen Brothers makes great steaks. Oh, yes, of course. Um, and you, you, they're, they're, they're a mail-order company. You can buy from them um, uh, age steak, prime steak, wagyu steak. Uh, but in any case... Uh, it was just a lot of fun, and there's some pictures floating around of me standing there. It was a hundred degree day behind three of these charcoal chimneys, flipping steaks, and I had a ball. I had just I must have chugged six beers during that, that day, but it was a lot of fun. Now, I've heard you talk about it on the show a number of times uh, to see Sam do it. As uh, also brought it back onto my radar. You know, when I'm doing steak, if especially if I've been doing or, or uh, starting them in sous vide, and then I'm just going to finish them on the grill. My first thought is to just go fire up the Weber gasser as hot as it'll go and mm-hmm. flash them that way and be done with it. But I think I definitely want to be trying the afterburner method. I have a plenty of charcoal that I rarely use now between pellet cookers and gas grills. And uh, is, there a, is there a particular chimney that works best, or it doesn't matter? doesn't matter. Yeah. I, use, I use the Weber chimney standard because I can fit 80 kingsford briquettes in it do you count them out pardon you count them out yes yeah oh you know me i'm i I, i'm anal about everything i I, i'm i'm a control freak 80 charcoal 80 briquettes in a in a weber charcoal chimney that's a known quantity of energy 
So if I don't want that much, I cut it in half. I got 40. So I can, I can control. Cooking is all about controlling temperature, controlling heat, controlling energy. Um, and so I, I, I use the, uh, the standard Weber chimney. I noticed that, um, uh, what's his name? Your friend, he Sam. had two different types of chimneys. Sam, mm-hmm. he had two different kinds of chimneys there. Um, I, I just stick with the Weber and it works pretty well. Um, and I, I, I'm just a plain old uh, uh, standard briquette guy. And you just fire them up, let them mash over, and, and away you go. You do a little yep. shake before you start yep. uh, before you start yep. cooking. Yep. Let them mash over. You do a little shake, make sure they're hot. And it's cool if you do them around dusk or after the dark. You can see that flame, man. It is. You do not want to do it under any high tension wires or phone lines coming into your house or anything. It, and it 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 it's well over a thousand degrees, and you've got to stand there. You need a long handle tongue, and you got to flip, 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 flip. Um, uh, do not leave them sit there too long. Um, and, and one of the benefits of flip, flip, flip is that a lot of energy hits that underside. And if you flip that energy will bleed off into the atmosphere uh, rather than go down into the steak and, and darken the meat. Um, and did I hear you say you have sous vide? But we've talked about this. I've no, we have not. Last time we talked about sous vide, you 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 said it was a passing fad. Yes, of course, and it was. By the way, it's total passing oh, fad. Everybody was all over it. You even backed off of it. If we're going to get into the minutiae uh, of this, you're so right. I'm not doing it as much as I used to. What I've uh, said, and we've talked about it on the show plenty of times. I'll do thicker steaks, or if steak is going to be for dinner, but then I'm doing other items on various cookers, uh, atomic mm-hmm. buffalo turds, other appetizers, whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be clasped to the grill for perfection. I will let the yeah. perfection happen in the sous vide bags, pull them out, is, pat them, it, reseason it, it and really away you go. It really helps with timing. Yes, I mean, it's great. It really helps with timing. When we did the steak tasting for my parents a month and a half ago, I got uh, six steaks, a ribeye, uh, two each, strip two each, fillet two each, and uh, one was prime grade, one was wagyu, and we I did sous vide all, or actually I did uh, reverse seared all of those, but I would have been mm-hmm. happy to do uh, a sous vide as well, and then we had one A five uh, strips or one A five oh. ribeye, and it was you know absolutely spectacular, just to set it off, yeah. do a little tasting and so forth, but I I think sous vide, and I know you think that it's least effective or least beneficial uh, to do it with steak. But I find for me, that's my wheelhouse. Uh, I use it a lot with that. I will use it on occasion with chicken because you can make it have a different mouthfeel and keep it safe and all that stuff and finish at different temperatures that are lower Mm -hmm. than the FDA. And if you know what you're doing and you read the information, you don't have to go all freak out and worry that you're going to die after you eat it. But it's nah. it's a great way to, to cook steak and uh, and a yeah. great way to cook uh, some other proteins as well. Now, will I drop a rack of plate short ribs in there or an 18-pound brisket like some of these yahoos are talking about? I mean, I don't do that. Uh, Medium-rare brisket sounds fine, but you're not going to catch me. I don't – to me, I can't wrap my head around why would I stick something in water for 48 hours when I can cook it and have it done the way I know I would like it in 16 hours tops. Well, the, the, the difference is is I, I, I'm always experimenting. I'm always trying. By the way, uh, we were talking about cephalopods earlier. Do not try to smoke octopus. Awful. I was going to ask you awful. that. Can you, can you do a long, low, and totally slow? Totally destroyed it. 
totally. I, 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 I put one on and it was just awful. Oh. Uh, absolutely awful. And I, 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 I didn't get all the details in there, but um, the technique is, is when you've got, uh, usually you get a whole octopus, um, you want to cut all the legs off. Um, and uh, I like to cut the legs in half because some parts of the legs are very skinny and some parts are thick and they'll cook at different rates. Um, and then uh, uh, you take the head and you split it in half and it's kind of flat that way. You want to get rid of the eyes and there's a little beak. That's their mouth. And you want to get rid of that. Um, they don't come so, dressed? Uh, uh, they can. It depends. You know, it depends. And usually you get a whole octopus. So you got to mm -hmm. cut the eyes and the beak out, cut the legs off. It's easiest to trim them with a scissor rather than a knife. And um, a lot of fun. Aren't they bigger than three pounds? But the ones I've seen on television look they like can they can swallow a ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have never tried anything bigger than three pounds. I would imagine they're pretty tough when they get that big. They're, that's kind of the standard size. I think that um, that's their normal growth size, but there are some breeds that will get quite large and, 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 and swallow a ship. But uh, uh, I stick with the two-and-a-half to three-pounders. Uh, Meathead, anything else coming up that you want to promote before I let you go this evening? Uh, how's that, uh, that meetup trip? Is that all sold out? Yeah, when, we, we've got 300 tickets out of 400 available sold. Um, the meetup in Memphis, March 18th uh, through 20th. Um, if you haven't heard about it, go to AmazingRibs.com slash, um, slash Memphis and uh, – a lot of fun uh, activities planned there. You mentioned Malcolm. He's going to be there. Um, uh, Mark uh, Mark Lambert. Uh, we've got a bunch of good tastings and a bunch of good food. Let me ask you this question coming in from Smokin' Joe's Barbecue Pit. Is squid and octopus the same thing? No, they're both in the cephalopod family, but um, they're different. Their body shape, their size. Although you can get small octopus that are about the size of squid, um, uh, they're different. Uh, it's like um, salmon and halibut. They're both fish, but they're different. I'm going to show a picture here so everybody can see what the hell we're looking at. So this is an octopus okay, over no, here, and this is a squid over here on the right. It looks like it's got a hard head. Nice work. Whatever nice the hell work, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one on the yeah. right, uh, that's wasn't that in, in uh, one of those pirate movies? One of those, uh, what was the one that uh, Johnny Depp was in? Um, I think one of those yeah. pirates was looked like that guy. F fiction is full of uh, uh, stories of uh, uh, giant sea monsters, squids, and octopi yeah. Yeah. Uh, sucking ships and uh, others underwater. Terrible stuff. AmazingRibs.com is Meathead's website. And you can find him on social media. You can chat with him over on his website. You can join the Pitmasters Club for less than $25 a year and get access to all sorts of really cool information that nobody else can unless you're a part of the club. And you can see Meathead right here on the second Tuesday of every month. Meathead, always appreciate the time. Always fun to talk to you and uh, the uh, Centralites. Thanks a lot, Greg. You got it. Thank and, you. And uh, everybody have a happy summer uh, vegetable season coming up. That's right. Summer veggies. We're going to be talking. We'll talk about that next time, Meathead. In August, we'll talk about summer veggies. How about that? All right. That's Meathead. As you know, AmazingRibs.com is his website. So go try your squids. 
go try your octopus. He said it was not octopi. Octo, octo, what did he say it was? Octopuses? I think he said octopus. That's the proper English. If you can believe it. I don't believe it. But it is. Octopuses. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers. Sterling Ball and the gang over there. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue and grilling related. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has something for everybody to help you be a better outdoor cook. They have the rubs and seasonings, 13 to be exact. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak Rub, Little Louis Season Salt, Regular Money, Happy Ending. That's the name of a rub, by the way. <laughs> happy, happy Ending Rub. Yes. Okay. But it's really good. I put it on my ribs at the end. I also sprinkle it all over my pulled pork after I have it pulled up. Give it a little pop. If you're looking for a new sauce, how about Granny's Barbecue Sauce? Yes, they own that as well. It's a good go-to sauce, top rated. They're selling cookers. You know that. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac Two-Star General Pellet Cooker, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, you might want to check out that M-Grill. Also, the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Not sure of what you need? Don't fret. Call 877-828-0727 or shop their website, BigPopSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro. Connect up to six different temperatures simultaneously for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. They have Alexa or the Google Assistant. You're locked Fireboard fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call if you want to. Totally up to you. That number is 816-945-2232 or visit fireboard.com. I saw I had a text message. My program that I have on my computer. And here we go. Remind me never to get to... Oh. I thought Sam was watching the show, but indeed he was. Anyway, let's wrap it up here. We'll head to the second hour. Coming up at 1014, of course, we have Joe Clements from Smoked Barbecue Source. So stay tuned for that. Your phone calls and emails along the way as well. Refresh your libations. 
And we'll see you back here in about 45 seconds. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. 